In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. to Bryce and Ren and Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, episode number one. Uh, today, we'll be discussing season one, episode one of Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, titled First Day and Lockers. Uh, my name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, and with me, as always, to uh, now break down all things Ned's Declassified is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? It's the first day of podcast, and it can totally be frightening, but the key to surviving it is if you're ready or not. Yes. Are and you, are you ready? Yeah, I'm feeling so ready. I'm very ready for this first day. I uh, just recently, I got my hair cut two weeks ago, so I avoided that last minute mom job, and I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to dive in to Nancy Classified. Are you... Uh, my question for you, Ren, is are you ready to uh, to talk about Cars, Grease, and Knockin' Skulls? Oh, Bryce, I was born ready. Mm-hmm. I feel rejuvenated this weekend. The yeah. The Baxter Boy funeral went swimmingly. <laughs> uh, everything has been arranged for the reading of the will. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's perfect. I feel like a new chapter of my life has begun, and I have buried everything that needs to be buried. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, we are born anew. We are going to to build this empire with Ned. Uh, our old former emperor is gone. He's forever buried. Um, it feels so great, Ren. I got to be so honest with you. It's nice to watch a show that, one, has actual effort put into it. Uh-huh. And two, is really charming and understands its identity so immediately. Yeah, it did. I felt like um, I was surprised at the amount of groundwork that I I felt was laid down in these 23 minutes I agree it really felt like they created a not like fleshed out in the sense that it's like completely three-dimensional but they Mm -hmm. set the groundwork for a diverse school ecosystem they do there's a lot of characters that were introduced to a lot of dynamics that we're seeing for the first time and kind of getting a a feel for so Uh, story potential there is yeah, it was honestly a really exciting pilot, and uh, I, I'm very happy to be here with you, Ren, to break it all down. Me too. This is yeah. going to be a good talk. I have uh, a lot of things to say, especially since we have so <laughs> many tips to get through. So there's yeah. So I remembered there being like two to three tips in each episode. The the second um, so e- each episode is formatted uh, to be. I believe most episodes are formatted to be kind of two part, where we get 13 minutes of one story and then 13 minutes of another. There seems to be links potentially, but like throughout the season. Um, yeah, it but, like, uh, and the segments also overlap in minor ways, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, what I was thinking, Ren, is like, uh, I actually, I don't know what I was thinking, where I was going <laughs> with that. Uh, what, what was I saying before I uh, decided to just break down how the well, episodes are formatted? So I said there were so many tips. And you said yeah, yeah. You thought there would only be like two or three tips per episode, which yes, I also agree that's with. Right. I remembered there being only a few tips. 
but there are at least like a dozen in this episode. Yes. Well, I'm a, I was going to say the second half of this episode. So the section uh, lockers does give us really that more like two to three tips that I, I remember um, in that format. But the first episode was just like tips on tips on tips. So this might be jumping the gun a bit, but mm-hmm. I will say that the second segment, because there were less tips, flowed so much better for me. Like I yeah. enjoyed the first segment, but mm-hmm. it really felt like they were overloading the tip gimmick immediately. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of taking away from the character work and plotting. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I think that they were really just trying to establish, like, the style of the show and show the audience, like, this is what you can expect. And also, like, the the tips thing is the premise of the show. Like... It is. Right, stripped back, this show wouldn't be what it is without the overlaying of tips, right? Of this is, like... Ned's ex- Ned comes up with these tips as he goes through his own middle school experience. And it makes like, sense for a for an opening episode, don't get me wrong. Like mm-hmm. I'm not criticizing it for being the yeah. way it is necessarily because it kind of needs to be. Mm-hmm. Because you need to establish that Ned is someone who has all these tips. So yes. unloading them at once establishes him as like an authority figure, which is important for the rest of the show. Yeah. So, all right, so Ren, I'm, I'm just as excited as you are. I want to do a little bit of housekeeping before we, sense, we dive in. We might have people who are joining us for the first time. Uh, by the way, like shout out to uh, Marquis Doré, who that, that was not someone who um, I had seen interact with the podcast before, but was interacting with us last week. So shout out. Yes. Um, shout out to, to you, Marquis, for, for tuning in and uh, engaging in our finale last week. All right, so our housekeeping, Ren. Um, so what I, a uh, couple of things that I wanted to say. So the first thing, is uh, I think Corey in the house, folks couldn't really watch along with us unless they wanted to financially invest $22 on Apple TV. Which is not a good investment. No, yeah, we, it's I think- It's not a show worth owning. And the fact I have both seasons of Corey in the house on my Apple TV, it mocks me. Yes. His smug face, <laughs> stupid grin. It is, a, it is nothing more than a taunt mm-hmm. right now. Uh, I definitely watch it. I are won't. there are there points where Nicole has to hold you back because you like want to just punt like use your bare fist to punch your your screen if you accidentally see um, that Corey in the House logo come up? It's funny you say that because this is actually the third TV I've had to buy because of that during <laughs> the podcast. Right, I'm, yes. I'm holding it back right now. Oh, I am no. a rock thing. Oh, no. Just turn off the TV. Just turn, we're we're on, on new times now. New times. So um. So what I'm thinking, Ren, is uh, I, I want to start this all off with saying, uh, similar to our, our previous podcast format, I don't think that you will need to watch the show to get enjoyment out of listening to our podcast. With that said, uh, I would love to create, um, I, I would love for people to watch along with us because yes. there's a lot more ways to watch this show. There are. Uh, you can purchase it on Apple TV for much mm-hmm. cheaper than Corey in the House. Yep. You can buy the physical DVDs. Mm-hmm. I believe it's streaming on Paramount Plus. Yes. And yes. also, it's just a legitimately good show, and it's worth owning and supporting legitimately. Yeah. Unlike Corey in the House, which <laughs> I I understand why no one would want to watch along with us. Yeah. That is a financial investment that has no payoff. So I, at least entertaining. Something I would love to do, um, and we can maybe talk more about this late like at the end end of this episode when we're yeah. um, doing the reviews but I would love to uh, find a way to incorporate audience 
uh, an audience, like average audience rating. I'd like of these to do episodes. That too. Yes. Uh, especially because TV.com is once again down. Oh no. I actually found episode reviews for every season of Ned's mm-hmm. and I had them bookmarked, but because TV.com is once again down, I can't access them. Yeah. So it just tells me it's going to continue to be unreliable just mm-hmm. like it was during Corey in the house. Yes. It's a shame because it's a fun segment. It is. Yeah, it, it is great. So I would love to, um, to do that. And we can talk more about maybe what that'll look like, but I think it'll be presented in the way of a Google form that we put out each week. Um, for people to just simply rate the episode and then leave any comments. I don't know. Do you think we should advise people to watch the episode before we talk about it? Or should we start off each episode talking about like the audience's review of last week's episode? That makes sense. <laughs> Did this... Google, uh, okay. I know what you're saying. I'm actually kind okay, of, okay. Uh, I'm trying to debate how I want to do this actually. Cause on okay. one hand, I think it would be nice to have those last week episode discussions at the end of each episode yep it'd be like a nice way of refreshing ourselves on what happened last week and mm-hmm. it would actually build our familiarity with neds on a deeper level than Corey. and we already got a pretty good mm-hmm. grasp of Corey during our watch through yes so, so i wouldn't be opposed to that so you're thinking about you, you like the idea of we do the podcast episode so we do episode one now we now advise our listeners to watch episode one this week and fill out the feedback form or whatever and then next week you and I will open episode two with going like giving the average audience reading and then any comments or thoughts on last week's episode. Yeah, I think that works. Okay, cool. I like that too. I feel like it it ties things as well. Yes. Yeah. I think it it ties things together. Well, cool. Uh, So that's out of the way. Uh, The other thing, this is a, it's a new show, uh, a little bit of a new format um, just because there's different things that we had talked about, Ren. Yeah. Um, so just so everyone can be familiar with it, you'll obviously experience it as we do it in this episode. Uh, we're going to do, so we all will do uh, start off episodes with like talking about the audience rating, like we just said, uh, and then any housekeeping that we have. Then we will do the uh, first segment ep- like discussion. So we'll talk about whatever the first part of the episode is. Um, we will then stop down after that, uh, put the, we're, we're going to have a tip tier which uh, will probably take more life over the time that we have this show, right? I, we didn't it really will. assign specific tiers. I think we'll just do standard tier ratings for tonight's episode. But as we get more familiar, we can probably label the tiers to be more exciting and more relevant to Ned's. Well, tonight um, will be interesting because I didn't expect so many tips for our mm-hmm. first tier discussion. Yes. We actually have a lot to break down and categorize. So this could pretty, we could probably get a pretty good feel for how it's going to be like tonight if we can keep ourselves focused yes um so we'll stop down do the tip tier and then we will uh ren had this awesome idea ren do you want to explain the report cards yes okay so uh and i'll explain the part you collaborated with because it's just all one complete idea now yeah so every episode uh at the end bryce and i are going to choose three characters from the episode to give a kind of weekly report card progress rating for uh, we'll be dividing them into two categories, honors and college prep. Our <laughs> honors characters are anyone in the main cast. Our college prep is anyone in the supporting cast. Yeah. Uh, recurring characters who appear, but on a lesser scale. <laughs> uh, we'll be breaking down our report cards into, did we, did we agree on the four categories I pitched? Yeah. Um, if, if, do you remember them? You got them? I believe they were academics. Yep. 
Social status. Yep. Power. Okay. Yep. That was that was a very general one, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it was Next. like a general one. Social but status. It, we, do, we can discuss it today. And uh, what were you thinking for the fourth one? What was the fourth one? Like athletic, like bronze, something bronze related. I think like athletic prowess or something like that. Uh, maybe. What do you think? Like, maybe stamina, like school stamina. Yeah. How endure it. I like stamina. Yeah, I think stamina is good because it can be, it's a very uh, open-ended category. Okay, so mm-hmm. to run back, run that back again, that's academics. Yep. Social status. Yes. Power. Yes. And stamina. And stamina. <laughs> Just regular video game stats. <laughs> Easy. And yes. uh, so... At the end of each week, we'll discuss each character. We'll discuss the characters we pick's progress reports. Then, mm-hmm. at the end of the season, we'll total their GPA and do a kind of end of season evaluation for every character we discuss. Yes. Yep. And then we'll we'll see who uh, who had the highest GPA, who's top of the class. And with the the secondary characters thing versus like main characters, I, I feel like there's because this is a big cast. This is a yeah. really big cast. So there might be characters who you and I feel like might deserve a promotion or like demotion at one point. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, maybe they, they are struggling in honors and maybe you need to go back to, to CP. Yeah, uh, we can put them there. So we'll make a Finbax list at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do that. And then we'll do the uh, second, uh, seg- the second segment uh, after that. So we'll do like the discussion and run through of the second segment another tip tier for that uh updated report cards again and then uh episode reviews so ren are we thinking do we still want to do episode reviews as like the tv.com ones as well like a a few of them at the end like we did with Corey in the house we can't do them tonight so unfortunately that's not a precedent we can set right now all right that's fine because tv.com is down and imdb has nothing for neds huh you know what you know what the really shitty thing about this is what TV.com had reviews for like every single episode and from a bunch of people. Ugh. There so was gonna... actually like a proper following at one point. Mm-hmm. So this is, I'm going to check again. Go. I'm 100% sure it's down. That, that's fine. So I think we can, we, we might plan to do that then at the end of each uh, week if when TV.com is, is cooperating. And then lastly, the last thing that we'll do is we'll do our episode ratings. Um, so we'll go ahead and uh, just like we did with, with Corey in the house, give our one to 10 rating and then we'll close it out so cool that's a lot like it sounds like a lot but i think it'll it'll, should have a nice flow we're still workshopping and stuff so obviously if something doesn't feel right um we'll change some stuff up for next week so uh, if you do have any thoughts on the format or anything that you want to see anything that you want to see less of uh please let us know Uh, and then the last thing i have to say ren is uh this was another ren idea is uh we are going to be uploading our episodes to youtube so it'll still be uh pretty much the audio with just like a a stagnant image yep Um, but we'll be putting them there so if you do use youtube to listen or if you want to be able to share it it's typically easier to share a youtube link than like a podcast link so um we'll be be putting our stuff on there also youtube comments we don't really have a dedicated comment section for our episodes Mm -hmm. yes so you you can do that there um that's that's the housekeeping Ren. It's and are a you are you world. are you ready to talk about this first the it's 
The episode is titled First Day, and I love it because this is our first day podcasting about Ned's Declassified. It's like they knew that one day Bryce and Ren, after completing a Cory in the House podcast, mm-hmm. would eventually podcast about Ned's Declassified School Survival mm-hmm. Guide. Yeah. Scott um, Falcons is looking out for us. He is. is this, so is that the creator? He he seems to be. He seems or to produce. He wrote both the first two episodes. Oh, he okay. is. He was the creator and he executive is. producer. Yep. All right. Um, anything else? Any other table setting? Are you ready to, to start talking about this episode? Let's uh let's enter James K. Polk Middle School. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna start out with Ned uh, directly addressing the camera here, which is something that we, we see him do throughout, especially when he's giving his tips, um, kind of breaking that, that wall down, uh, the fourth wall, as yeah. one might say. Um, so he is here, uh, he's walking through school, just comes in, it's the first day, we get that idea because we see a backpack boy who is, has an overstuffed backpack and we get our very first tip. Um, so we're gonna get some first day related tips right off the bat here. And Ned is gonna give us the tip to avoid overstuffing a backpack. And uh, this is tip number... Six, 683.4. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is this a relatable problem? Did you ever overstuff your backpack in school? So on the first day, um, I, I can... In middle school, I don't think so. High school, maybe. So high school, I had to, like, you end up buying all your books and then having to bring them back and forth. Middle school, most of my books were provided by the school. So I'd bring my backpack, like, empty. It would be the opposite. I'd have an empty backpack on day one, and then it would get filled with stuff. Yeah. Same Mm -hmm. case for me. Yes. Uh, But he is wearing a massive backpack, Ren. What could be in there? Do you think he's, like, scared? Do you think Uh, there's, like, safety stuff in there for him? Like, like, what kind of safety stuff? Like a uh, uh, blanket. Okay. Two of clothes. Mm-hmm. Those uh, pool noodles. A landline. <laughs> like that he can plug in somewhere so he can make calls. Yeah. And then this just is from, this is from the early to mid two thousands. Yeah. So he can go ahead and call home and say like, "Hey, my uh, this first day is going terrible. I have my blanket out and I need you to come pick me up." Uh, yeah. So we meet, we see this. Uh, he falls over. Right. The gravity is just too strong in James K. Polk Middle School. Uh, our next tip is to get a haircut two weeks early um, and avoid getting a last minute mom job. This is a two part tip um, <laughs> because we now see Coconut Head, uh, the bully whose name we don't, we're, we're not introduced to him formally in this episode. Yeah. Uh, but he comes in and he looks at Coconut Head, uh, who is a character who has a head with the, is, what's the name of that haircut? Like a bowl cut? It's like a bowl cut. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he gets called Coconut Head. And that's it, right? So avoid the last minute mob job. What? Uh, just on its own, the text of avoid a last minute mom job, Ren. <laughs> there's, there's a bit of wording in this episode that yeah. pushes the limit. Uh, where's the other one? Damn it. Well, a, yeah, blasted the pants cannon. Yes. Uh, we do get, get that later in our uh, second segment. Time. Uh, and then September, so this is our last, uh, I don't know, we get, we get another like opening tip here, but so Ned tells us also, remember September still equals summer. So avoid those heavy coats. And that's going to be kind of our, uh, one of our three, one of our plots for the episode, our B plot in a way. Yeah. Uh, we're introduced to Cookie 
here, Ren. What a character. Yes. Do we know Cookie's first name? I'm sure eventually we do. I'm like, yeah. I'm sure on IMDb it's listed. Do we they say it here? Episode. Yeah. What is it? Simon. Simon. Yeah. Yeah. Simon Nelson Cook. Yeah. It shows up in the uh, class roster when he's mm-hmm. later on in the episode. Yeah. He is um, a, a nerd. Very purple Yeah. Uh, he's kind of like goofy. He has a really cool set of glasses, Ren. Google Glass. Yes, it's a set, it's Google Glass. Did you ever want a pair of these glasses? The things that Cookie can do with them are mm-hmm. insane. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a hacker friend like Cookie in middle school. Well, like those the world to my imagination. In just the episodes we saw, like those glasses serve as kind of like a, a, a what is what's the term? Like a do is it Dewey X Machina? <laughs> De- Deus? Deus ex machina. Deus, not Deus. <laughs> De- yes, they serve as like a Deus ex machina because it gets like can get them out of any situation. It Anything that comes a, up. It is a great tool for mm-hmm. storytelling, but I feel I feel like they're gonna have to walk it carefully. Yeah, it might be might be too much. Yeah. Uh, but so but they, here they do show the consequences of it at the end of the episode. So it's yes. a double-edged sword. Yeah. Um, with great power. Comes, how, how long has he had these glasses? Is this just like, and did he build it? Well, it's, we when he, it's when he got bit by the radioactive glasses and then his uncle died. <laughs> so Simon Nelson Cook uh, became Cookie the night that his uncle died and he was bit by, was it his uncle's glasses bit him? They were radioactive. They were radioactive glasses. glasses. I don't know if, he was, if it was like his uncle's glasses, or he was at like a glasses lab, mm-hmm. and a radioactive. Okay, having to like, Do, yeah, sneak up on him. He was like interning at Lens Crafters. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then and then that happened. Like, why? It feels like with the origin story you just presented, it feels uh, simple enough that it could have been his uncle died and his uncle created the glasses and passed them on to him. But I like the fact that he was bit by the radioactive glasses. I'm glad yeah um okay so he gets that so is he's still cookie then even without the glasses is what you're getting at well he i'd say cookie without the glasses is simon you know it's a clark kent superman situation Mm -hmm. um so he's gonna use this here so uh cookie and ned they're comparing schedules they don't have every class together but uh ned's gonna give us the the sick tip of uh you and your friends won't have classes together all the times but you can stay together with electives. Okay. Um, it's a good tip. Do I you think ever it's, do this? So I didn't have electives, unfortunately. Oh, really? Yeah, I went to a private school, so I had religion class. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I had of... electives in my normal school. Okay, yeah. Um, that, that's going to be so much fun, Ren, to just <laughs> to go be. back to middle school, and you're going to have, I think, a much more relevant experience to middle school and everything else that I experienced is going to feel very far off from this picture. I, I truly was not expecting this. No. Uh, okay. So Cookie and Ned, they compare their schedules. Uh, they have their electives together and they all decided to take, uh, to do art together with Moe's. Moe's is the third in this trio in the big three here. She is. She rounds out the main cast. Mm-hmm. But uh, even though she's introduced th- third, she's more of a main character than Cookie is. Um, I'd, I, do you disagree? 
I disagree with that. Really? Yes. I say that her and Ned are the clear co-leads. No, I think I think the three of them. I like I, Ned's our obvious lead. I think Cookie and Moe's are pretty well balanced. Mm, going off the first episode, I don't agree. Okay. Cookie very much feels like a side character and a narrative tool than a character, <laughs> whereas Moe's has an actual arc this episode. Yes, in both both parts she does, but I think that. So I'm thinking more like grain scheme wise. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking limited to just this episode. I do feel like we'll have episodes where Moe's is kind of in the background and Cookie gets that more prominent uh, like part in the plot. But I think you just might be suffering from Cookie Mania. Maybe. I, I do love him. He is great. a great character. He's yeah. the all-star in the cast. <laughs> yes. And how did you and I not mention his attire? <laughs> well, I mean, there's so much to get to it, though. It's, it's like its own beast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we, because we get transitioned to him because of that previous uh, tip that I mentioned about, you know, don't wear puffy coats. He is wearing um, <laughs> a bright red puffy coat uh, because the chicks dig it. Bryce, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do we know what state? Ned's Declassified takes place in? We don't. No. Um, but if he has a, like a fluffy coat, I'm going to say it's somewhere... It was more... filmed in California. Okay. So do you feel like it takes place in California? I was going to say somewhere more north, like maybe like Washington or like... Well, I don't I remember know. if it snows at all during the show is the thing. We'll have to keep tabs. Yeah. Try to... Maybe we can pinpoint where James K. Polk Middle School is in America. Yeah, Either so way, a heavy coat in September. Bad idea. A terrible idea. And that's when... Um, so when Mose comes in, Mose is... Uh, at first, she tells them, oh, I actually am not going to take art with you all because... Um, so he, she's like, I'm not going to take art with you all. Also, uh, take out that coat. And Cookie says, you like the fluff? <laughs> why doesn't he just take it off well like, i don't i don't really understand his about, motivation it's about the principle of the matter okay mm-hmm. chicks dig the puffy coat he wants to mm-hmm. like imagine that you were cookie you were so excited this morning your mom picked out this new puffy coat mm-hmm. for you that you've been <laughs> wanting all summer for your yeah. first day of school you dress up in it you get there I immediately am like, Bryce, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you are going to die. Yeah. You would feel so embarrassed. That you off. have no choice but to double down. Mm-hmm. And this is ignoring the fact that you genuinely believe that chicks dig the puppy coat. It's a matter of ideology and pride. It's all he knows. He's like, because <laughs> this is also their first day in middle school, right? So, yeah. right, you're in middle school, sixth grade, like you're trying to be cool. Like you're trying to fit in. And this is Cookie's perception of how he's going to fit in. Right. Wow. Important mm-hmm. information that just came to me, that just came to my desk. Yeah. Uh, James K. There's an actual James K. Polk Middle School in New Orleans, Louisiana. So let's go with that for now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although I, I think the lack, I think there's a lot lacking to back that up um, as the setting. So. Well, there are a few episodes that are set in, in a bayou, right? Yeah, that's that swamp, the classic swamp episode where Ned gives some tips to the gators, um, and then they eat shrimp. Uh, yeah. So, uh, okay, 
Mose is not going to do art class with the boys. She wants to make a friend who's a girl who she can talk about like boys with and, uh, you know, braiding hair. This is important because this is Mose trying to, you know, expand her social status. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, we learned Cookie can braid hair. Yeah. Do you think he could beat Nutuan? So that's what I'm thinking about. It was that, and I, I, I said, is this per- potentially, because we also, we don't know the exact timeline, Mr. Michelle origin story. Um, oh, okay. Maybe uh, you really grew up in the four years <laughs> yeah. between this episode and that Corey in the house. Yes. So cool. um, So Mr. Michelle's like 18, 19. Yes, which uh, changes the context of, of that episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh but so yeah they're they're like cookie don't tell anyone that oh don't tell anyone you can braid and this show knows enough to leave it the fuck alone uh, <laughs> so ned and cookie they recognized uh that they're getting more mature and they're like oh Moses doesn't want to be around our manliness we get it uh and then we get a fantasy sequence uh about what art class might be like without Moes. also this sh- so i gotta stop before we go to that the show moves very quickly yes the splitting each episode into two 11 minute segments mm-hmm. helps the flow so nicely. Yeah. There's rarely ever a, like a slow point or a dull moment, mm-hmm. which could end up being a double-edged sword if we get to a bad episode and there is a slow moment and it sticks out. Yeah. But yeah, so far, very we'll know it. Um. Okay. This fantasy sequence. <laughs> had... So red, what if I told you that I'm not going to podcast about Ned's this year um i kind of i like no offense but i kind of want to make um like friends who um play sea of thieves like so i can talk about like pirates and stuff captain feathersword yes <laughs> we can talk about captain feathersword yeah so i hope that that's okay with you and i hope you understand who will i podcast with i don't know if you had to fantasize what do you think that fantasy sequence would look like i think it would be me saying Welcome to Blank and Ren, and then my childhood bully screams <laughs> from the other end of the Zoom call. Yeah, it kind of bums me out that this bully is so one-dimensional in this episode. I know that he definitely gets fleshed out down the line. He gets a um, name later, correct? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just, I remember him, I don't remember his name or anything like that, so when we, we do learn it, I'm sure it'll be great. But um He's very, he's just straight up the bully here. He, uh, in this fantasy sequence, Ned and Mo, uh, Ned and Cookie are in art class, presumably. Or, and, um, so the bully walks up to them and says, uh, uh like, we're going to talk about cars, grease, and knocking skulls, and then bangs their heads together. First, he says that, uh, they're going to be his best friends now. Okay. <laughs> We talk about, yeah, that's what it is. We talk about cars, he says that, and then we talk about cars, grease, and knocking skulls. Did you ever knock skulls with a friend? With a friend? Yeah. I guess, my friend TJ, I hit him a lot in school. Okay, like, so you, instead of, like, shaking hands or, like, waving, you do the skull knock? Yeah, like, uh, you know, when you when you see a friend, you go, hey, and then as you're waving, Plunk. your hand immediately becomes a mm-hmm. fist and then plunges into their head. So I don't think, when he says knocking skulls, I think it's skull on skull. Oh, you know what? That'd be good, too. Yeah, like the dinosaurs um, that did that. 
eggheads. I called them eggheads. I don't know what they're actually called. Eggheads? Eggheaded dinosaurs? Yeah, they would like run into each other with their heads or something. All right, I know what you're talking about. Um, okay, so Cookie, they, after the sequence, Ned's like, you got to swap us into cooking with Moe's. Okay, so Cookie then uses those glasses. He swaps them. And uh, Cookie says, okay, Moe's can't find out before 2.15. If she finds out, it's going to be too late for her to swap out a cooking class. Bryce. Yeah. While that is an interesting comment, I think Ned said something even more interesting that deserves examination. He what called he Cookie half machine. Yeah. Is it figurative or literal? Um, so we don't know. When the glasses bit him, we don't know what part of what parts of his body became steel yeah so if you got bit by a pair of glasses i can assume where like the bite site probably became steel um see that's why i'm saying i don't think i think if he takes off his glasses he like powers down well i would think that the glasses bite would make his bones like all glasses frame instead of bone yeah and there are so now that i'm kind of connecting things with this comment there are moments where and i thought they were funny on their own but now with this context where cookie is in this really hot coat and we see him in the hallway like trying to wave to people and it looks kind of like he's doing the hip dance the robot Mm -hmm. and so i'm thinking now maybe it is possible that he is full machine i think he's probably 60 40 machine human it could explain why he can't take off the coat or why he can't yeah. rationalize a reason to take off the coat. Mm-hmm. He's not thinking like a human anymore. He's turned. Yeah. And he's starting to overheat too because of like the coat. It's this is a double-edged sword. It's, so you're saying overheating he's malfunctioning. Yes. Yeah. That explains um, so, sweat pits. Yes. Um, this is <laughs> <laughs> next. Scene, so he swaps them, right? Um, goes ahead and swaps them in. And this next scene, they're at lunch. Uh, Cookie now, his pits are soaked. Looks like he somehow just dipped his armpits into a pool. And they're soaked through the coat, this very heavy coat, which would take a lot of sweat, Ren. Like, not to, like, be gross, but, like, it would take a lot of sweat to soak through that many layers. That boy is going to die of dehydration before the end of this lunch. And, well, even more concerning, so, like, you would say, oh, at least he's, like, getting some protein in at lunch, but he can't eat the hot dog because of the coat. Shouldn't um, Ned so, have fed the hot dog to him? I, I think a good friend would have been, like, oh, I see. Well, I don't know, because Ned's very anti-coat. Yeah. So Ned probably wouldn't have uh, wanted to feed the hot dog to him. This? Yeah. Like, just take off the coat and you can eat the hot dog. He's like, no, I'm keeping it on. All right, you can't eat the hot dog then. Uh, so, uh, Cookie's like, well, that's fine. I'm going to eat in cooking class later. And then Ned stomps on his foot. The uh, foot stomp is aggressive. And I got to wonder, uh, it's not those actors' feet, right? We get a separate shot of it. Do you think that they they brought two people in? They probably brought, brought in professional stunts. Stunt mm-hmm. doubles. Yeah. Could really just, like, do a full foot slam, get the pain in, and get out mm-hmm. professionally. Would we have been able to notice if, so there's definitely a real like foot that gets picked up and then dropped down on, um, on the foot that's being stomped on the foot that's being stomped on. Is there a chance that there's not an actual foot in there? There is a chance. I'm Mm -hmm. going to choose to believe that Ned's declassified would strive to be as authentic as possible. Yeah. They would have hired someone to come in and have their foot stomped. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. 
Uh, so Moses is upset that they transferred in without asking. Uh, Moses is like actively trying to avoid them. She says, maybe the guide's wrong. Is this blasphemous? So this is only the first episode and the guide hasn't steered us wrong yet. I, How do you feel about the first episode's planting doubt in the guide? Uh, well, the intro kind of does. The intro gives us your results may vary. So I that's, think that it's... That's true. Yeah, it's not like a one-size-fits-all with these well, tips. Like, your results, but there's a difference between your results may vary and maybe the guides are wrong. Guides are wrong. Yeah, it's more fi- um, definitive. Yeah. I think and it I, adds a nice element. I think it adds a nice element to Moses' character. Yes. It makes it so we understand that she isn't just blind to the guide the way that Ned and Cookie are. <laughs> if the guide says it, we gotta do it. Mm-hmm. Blind to the guide. Yeah, uh, Cookie and Ned go to follow Mose. Okay. And because um, Mose leaves, Mose's like, don't follow me. She gets up and leaves. They wait a second, then they go. Uh, there's a girl behind them. That's right. Who faintly, after they leave, they've been gone for a solid like two or three seconds. They're out of the scene. And she goes, I like your coat. <laughs> so just, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting how early she's set up. This show does a good job at planting mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah, because I'm like, who is that girl? Like, is that just like, I, I feel I feel like I was paying attention to details because I noticed her. Yeah, me too. Like I, I saw it and I was like, ah, oh, like I'm an like I'm a good watcher because I noticed that she's around. Um, she's like um, a secret. So uh, this next scene, uh, Moe's walks out of a room and Ned and Cookie fall out of a locker. When they fall, feathers fly up as if like Cookie's coat is now shedding. Uh, Bryce. Yeah. Were your fancy boy private school lockers that deep? No. <laughs> No, they weren't. We had the like uh, half lockers. Yeah. So the yeah. fact that they were able to fit two uh, middle school sized boys inside of that locker, and, and cookies in the giant coat. That's true. That's a big locker. That's Massive some, locker. Uh, good real estate. Mm-hmm. And it's um, maybe it's like a, a different type of locker because in the next episode, all about lockers, all the lockers that we see featured are those half lockers. Oh, maybe that was like an executive locker for one of the like mm-hmm. more popular kids. Yes. The the popular kids get the full locker, which Ned and <laughs> Cookie then promptly shove themselves into on day one of school. This unlocked locker mm-hmm. that has stuff in it. Yes. Clearly uh, someone's locker. <laughs> <laughs> how like how awful would it be if you go to open up your locker and it's like to essentially like, well, if you're an eighth grader, right? You have this massive locker, you go to open it up and it's just two sixth graders shoved into it. Um, and then even so worse, upset. yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, sorry, like we put ourselves here. <laughs> uh, like you're not gonna believe that, right? You're gonna, okay, bully shoved you both in here. Um, all right, so they caught Moe's pulling the old woodshop switcheroo. <laughs> Which has that Did ever happened? Woodshop? No, I no. I took no. woodshop. Did you? What did you build? I built a birdhouse. Birdhouse. Yeah. I built a little drawer built a chest did you just build a drawer like a, what do you mean so like i picture a drawer being part of like a um like a dresser oh like a little uh like a little mini thing with a drawer in it you know okay little... to put like uh like you maybe put a bracelet in there yeah or like, like little knickknacks and stuff okay that's nice but do you still have them no 
Not at all. Uh, could you teach? I since I never took it, would that be, is it a transferable skill? Are you able to teach me? As someone build who, a not, house? who has not taken woodshop since he was twelve, yes, I could probably transfer those skills over to you <laughs> seamlessly. Yeah, could that be a fun special? Bryce and Ren build a birdhouse. Build a birdhouse live, and I'm blindfolded, and you have to uh, teach me. You have to tell me what to do. Perfect. But you can't touch any of the supplies. Okay, but we're using real power tools, correct? Please and thank you. I will make Um, sure you don't get hurt. uh, They switch in a wood shop. We get another uh, two-part tip here. Tip 320A and 320B. No class is ever full. Get teacher permission. Hmm. I feel like this was pretty relatable for Leslie. You could you could kind of <laughs> yeah overstuff yourself into classes if you just asked. It was that de- it was definitely true. You just ask the the professor and they'd be like, "Please stop bothering me." So yes, like I will say yes if you stop bothering me about it. Yeah. Um. And so Ned and, and Cookie they go to Mr. Chopsaw, the woodshop teacher. So uh, do you think he changed his name or was he like born into it and became? A woodshop teacher because yeah, his last name is Chopsaw. I think he's Chopsaw Junior. Okay. Yeah, I think his father's Chopsaw Senior, and Chopsaw's senior father, Senior's father was uh, Senior Senior Mister Chopsaw. So it's the long lineage of Chopsaws. It is, and they've all worked at James K. Polk Middle School. Uh, they've all lived and actively died in the <laughs> woodshop room. Each death worse than the last. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this could be a good uh, way for us to definitely watch Saw for Halloween time. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, they, Ned and Cookie, they're trying to convince him that they love wood. They got their, they, what is it? They thought with their stomachs and not their hearts uh, when they signed up for cooking. They want to transfer into wood shop. Uh, so Ned's naming a bunch of different types of wood, which I, and I thought that that was funny on its own. And then Cookie tags on to the end. He goes, Drift. Uh, I thought that was really funny. Drift was funny. I like it. You know, got, got a solid chuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Chopsaw looks at them both. By the way, we got to look at the detail here. It's been three days since the last accident. Uh, <laughs> did you see that? The sign <laughs> in the did, background? I actually. Yeah, it's been three days since the last accident here. And that's going to go from three to zero. Uh, I feel like it's not a safe wood shop. If if there was an accident... Wait, it's the first day of school. Yeah, so three days ago. So, like, in setup, Mr. Chopsaw, by himself, did some wood shop Oh, accident. Bryce, it was time theft, not accidents. Oh, is that what it says? Yeah. Oh, so it's, like, three days since last time theft that's pretty funny but still this is the first day of school so he must have stole time from himself um okay well let's not get into the loki of it all uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think chopsaw's a loki variant yeah. all right we have one to the left bryce what do you think is going on with chopsaw is it we're bringing him in uh i, I think, think he could have something to do with b15's past yeah uh so, so def- definite spoilers um here but i'm gonna say that chop saws in the castle um that we saw at the end of that last episode <laughs> i think, I, I think chops chop saws behind all of this he is yeah he's the tba himself he's in this minutes um so he looks at them assesses he's like are they gonna be good 
And he drops this line. He says, anyone who can wear a fluffy coat like that all day has got to love torture. Um, and so then Mr. <laughs> Chopsaw throws glasses, like throws the safety glasses at Ned. Ned catches them, then tosses them to Cookie. Cookie, um, still like a Christmas story-esque, just can't put his <laughs> arms up. So he just thrown at him and fall to the ground. Uh, and in the next scene, Ned is wearing his like goggles over his like on his forehead and cookies are nowhere to be seen so i assume that they're just left there um great physical comedy well it's about to get even better here red yes i love (laughs) this this scene is so funny Mm -hmm. ned strapping cookie up by the coat (laughs) to the lockers like he's a dying man (laughs) yeah he takes like so funny it's like the laces of the the um his jacket are like pulled really tight and then tied around the locker and he's just hanging there. You can see the desperation in uh, Cookie's acting. He looks like he's at the cusp of life's end. He's, he's sweating, his eyes are twitching. He can barely keep his mouth closed. Well, so much so that we get, um, so Mose comes comes by now and she reveals that she isn't taking Woodshop, that she tricked them. And so she walks away and Cookie has 30 seconds to register them into whatever class Mose is taking. Life we, science. But no, no, so we're, we don't get told that yet, right? Oh, do we not get told that? I don't think we get told that. It's just find out what Mose is taking and add us in. We gotta get in. Um, and so Cookie's like, I can't, I need water. Uh, so Ned quickly grabs a water bottle, tosses it onto Cookie. His glasses go haywire. Cookie short circuits. He does. He gets electrocuted while strung up against the locker. Um, and Cookie, the class is full. Ned's like, transfer someone. Cookie quickly does it. And we learned that um, they transferred Mo's out of the class. And you know what I now, like about yeah. Ned's storytelling? Mm-hmm. It's simple enough where you can kind of guess what the twist of each segment's going to be, mm-hmm. but not like, but always, ha- but handled in an elegant enough way where it's still fun. It is. Like, I, yeah. I knew what was going to happen the moment that mm-hmm. uh, Cookie said there's only one slot left, and Ned was like, okay, yeah. so transfer someone out. We gotta but do it's it. Still fun. It's still executed well, and it's funny. You don't really need that, like, uh, suspense and yeah i think that the like segment the like 11 12 minute format like you already said really suits it well i completely agree it moves so fast that the payoff is instant so we get this we get a smash cut transition they're now in class they're like okay we're signed up for whatever class Moses is taking smash cut into mr monroe um in life science he has two babies in his hand we learn, okay, Ned and Cookie just signed up to be uh, to be in life science together uh, without Moe's. <laughs> and Mr. Monroe tells them that they will be the alternative couple. Um, which... And he tosses them a baby <laughs> at the desk. And... I was actually surprised that a Nickelodeon show from 2004 did mm. not do something more offensive with the alternative cup family line. It, it's so refreshing, Ren, isn't it? It like it even felt tactful and coming from Corey in the house. Like that's oh. so refreshing that the, like the joke isn't isn't oh you two will be the alternative couple like that isn't the joke here. Um, it isn't made out to be a joke. Instead, yeah. like the joke is that it's Ned and Cookie, um, 
in life in life science together of all classes without Moe's <laughs> yes um so so much groundwork laid here Moe's is in woodshop so last minute because she was transferred out she's now in woodshop Mr. Chopsaw happy to have her surprised That's to see a girl shop yeah um she know uh, she drills a hole into his hand Yes. So then, uh, so she drills a hole into his hand. Sirens then wail. And this is another fantastic transition. Right. I thought that they were going into, um, I thought it was going to be instantly, okay, Mr. Chopsaw is now hurt. Right. Yeah. And instead we're transitioned to Cookie on a stretcher. The zipper is fused from the heat. (laughs) Was it the heat or was it Cookie's superpowers? I imagine the natural heat that radiates from his lens frame body mm-hmm. added to the heat of the coat together all that fused together mm-hmm. and you know he, there's just no way out this is like a second superhero story right so now not only is he half machine half man but now he's what 33 percent machine 33 percent man 33 percent red puffy coat it's basically the ideal human being yeah <laughs> right something occurred mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm Puffy coat saw trap. Sure. Sure. You would happen to Cookie. Mm-hmm. Make him go through a day of middle school in a puffy coat. Yeah. It's L- like, like Chop Saw said, it's basically torture. <laughs> Live or die, you decide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They say, um, okay, okay, so we get that. Rolling up next to Cookie is now Mr. Chop Saw with the drill in his hand. Uh, he's like, oh, it's fine. Like, this is whatever. Um, the EMTs say, we're going to have to cut it off. And then Mr. Chopsaw looks at his hand and they're like, not your hand, the coat. Fi- uh, they roll Cookie into the ambulance, fire up the saw. And Ned gives us our final tips to close out the episode. Be ready for surprises. Don't panic. And don't wear the fluffy coat. Or you'll get chainsawed on your first day of school. <laughs> In the ambulance. <laughs> Yeah, kids are going to talk about that one, right? Oh, definitely. That's oh, going to follow Cookie through life. Yeah, did you hear about what happened to Cookie? No, what happened? Um, his coat fused together in an ambulance had to roll him out and then use a, a chainsaw to cut his coat open. Wow. Um, wow. Then This is just the start, Ren. It is. The first half of our episode. So let's let's talk about these tips for okay. a second. Um, right now... I think you and I will come up over time with clever names for these, these categories, these tier categories. Otherwise um, for now, we'll just do an S tier. uh, What is it? A, B, and then C. And D. And D. Okay. D will be like our our bottom tier. So let's just go in order here. Okay. Okay. Uh, So our first tip of the episode is avoid overstuffing your backpack. So what are we looking for here in terms of what is like a fantastic tip? Are these like, are we just deciding if it was actually a good tip in middle school? I mean, we definitely should consider the relatability of it Mm -hmm. because the whole premise of the show is that it is a survival guide for middle school. Okay. Specifically. So definitely the relatability of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, hmm. Do you want to judge them based on humor too? Like how Uh, funny you think they are or how funny it was presented? I don't because it is a comedy. It is a yeah. comedy. Yes. So I like I think the presentation, the like humor presentation is fair enough to, to rate it by. I don't think 
like the tip itself isn't usually funny and i don't think that they will usually be funny the no, tips we themselves keep, we can just keep it to presentation relatability and then yeah mm-hmm. i guess well we need a way to actually evaluate the tip itself like some okay. some more broader quality metric yeah so like, do is we... it enter does it add to the story is it engaging is it entertaining mm-hmm. Rel- i don't think a lot of them relevancy no good as well like relevancy to the story to the episode okay like does okay because the first episode has a bunch that aren't really relevant but like are important yes. setting the tone yeah so, so like that and stuff so if we're looking at avoiding avoid overstuffing backpack is that's our first tip of the series yeah um like i think it's a a good tip but is it one that a lot of people need i don't think so i feel like yeah. i mean you have a locker the, the first there's a segment on lockers, so realistically, your overstuffed backpack is going to be unstuffed by the end mm-hmm. of the first day. Yes. Uh, like most people just won't have the need to overstuff their backpacks. Like, what's in there? Blankets. Right. Blank, bl- bl- yeah, blankets, pool noodles, and a landline is what he has. Uh, yeah, so I, I think it's like a, it's a fine tip. I don't think it's like a bad tip by any means right and follow it bad tip i don't think it's i don't think it's super relatable though yeah uh so i feel like this is our like a b or c tier mm, it's presented in a fun way the kid falling over yeah making so, a making a fool of himself what do you think b i'm thinking b okay sure all right uh let's see what what the next tip that we get so this is a two-parter we can put them together if you want or we can keep them separate whatever you'd like uh get a haircut two weeks early and avoid a last minute mom job are we keeping these ones together as pairs they're in terms of tip number they are not paired together like others are i think let's we should split them apart okay so get a get a haircut two weeks early i think that's a good tip it's a sensible tip it lets you grow into your hair Mm-hmm. That is a good tip for social status. I, and it's one that's applicable outside of middle school. Yeah, it's I, relevant to anyone. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly Have something... Coming up and get your hair cut two weeks early. I was just going to say, it's something that I don't think people think about enough. Mm-mm. People will think like, oh, I have this coming up. I better get a haircut before it. But they don't like this giving the get it two weeks early. Fantastic tip. Yep. Um, and I've done it. I, I have, I, I don't know if it's because of Ned's, but like, it's something that I, I'm definitely going to try to continue to do is, okay, to, like, think, what do I have in two weeks? I want to make sure my hair is grown out enough so it doesn't look like I just got uh, a last-minute mom job, right? A or S? Is this is this an S-tier tip? I'm saying S for get a haircut two weeks early. Okay. I agree with that. But I think what we can do, I think what we should do is we'll have maybe a tip special yeah. at one point where we take all of our S-tier tips and we do a tier within the tier. Yes. So we have like really our our top, like our best, best tips. Okay, that works. Uh, for middle school. So this is just like, I think this can be kind of like, doesn't need to be a long segment by any means, but just quickly us figuring out like what is good, what isn't to yeah. be sorted out later, but just to, to really address them in the moment. Yeah, so sh- uh, avoiding a last minute mom job. <laughs> Do you let your mom cut your hair? My mom, so I gotta be entirely honest with you. The last time my mom cut my hair was probably about five months ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
I yeah. wasn't talking about a last minute mom job, but wow. Uh, no, and it wasn't. It was. It wasn't like oh, I got something to do. Mom, can you cut my hair? It was more of like I was over, and I was like, ah, I gotta get a haircut, but like I only needed like my bangs cut, nothing else. And she was like, Oh, let me do it. So, um, <laughs> I feel like it's not if rela- this is not relatable to me. I never no. let mom cut my hair. Yeah, I don't think, and if it is happening, I don't think it's happening last minute. Like, and also in middle school, like this, the middle school kid isn't scheduling his own haircut. Typically, it's still yeah. like mom's gonna do it for him. Yeah. Um. So if, in my opinion, like if a mom job is gonna happen, it's gonna be, it's not gonna be last minute. No, it won't. It'll just be like it should. The tip should be like, um, if you can, like avoid a mom job. Like, it, it feels like a common sense thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think the last minute aspect of it has much to do with it. I think this is a bad tip. I think so, too. I would put I, it in the D. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, September equals summer. Avoid heavy coats. This feels like just it exists to push the plot. Yeah. This is definitely, like, this isn't a tip. Avoid heavy coats is a tip. September equals summer is not a tip. <laughs> just a fact yeah it's like oh yeah december winter that's, that's a winter month yeah um it feels c tier to me personally it's very much pushing the story forward like you said mm-hmm. um okay and then stay together with electives i mean it's a, it's a good tip but what, mm-hmm. what Moses is doing is not wrong it's fine to want to expand your horizons and meet new people yeah, it makes me raise my eyebrow. I think it's a pretty smart move because in, so although in middle school, I didn't have electives and stuff, high school, similar scheduling, you end up with some classes with some people, some classes with, without people. Yeah. It's nice to be like, oh, what electives are you going to do? Let's try to do them together. Um, so we can still see each other, have that one class together. I think it's a reasonable tip. It is. All are right. Good a, hmm. What do you think, an A or B? Um, I think it's a B. Yeah, right. uh, okay. no, A. No? I think it's a better tip than, well, because on B right now is avoid overstuffing your backpack. Oh, good point. All right, let's put it in A. This is like a little bit better than that. All right, uh, the, the, we get, uh, let's see. Okay, we get, uh, no class is ever full. And okay. this is this one is a two-parter. So the yeah. number and the letters are linked together. No class is ever full. Get teacher permission. Reasonable enough. Mm-hmm. It works. It can work to your advantage. If I feel like it's to, if you're willing to play dirty, it's a good tip. Yeah, I think it's a little bit too. Um, a, you like, need you need a level of confidence that a yeah. middle schooler would realistically not have. Correct. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I, I can't imagine a middle schooler walking up to a teacher and doing, like, what Ned does here. Yeah. That's hard for me to imagine. I I, I also, yeah, I, I could realistically see instead the opposite situation happening. Like, I, I could see in middle school level it being like, eh, the class is full. Like, we literally can't. Oh, that's a good um, point. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, teachers, it's, it's part of, like, their contracts. Like, they, they can only teach X amount of kids sometimes. So like it's, yeah, it is what it is. They, there's a ratio that has to be maintained. I think it's probably not a, a good tip. I don't know. Not for a real middle school then. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a good tip for college and stuff. I I agree. Yeah, or like even later in high school, sure. Like if you have a good relationship with the teacher, I think middle school. I I love your point about confidence. I don't think it's yeah. there. So I uh, would this one a B for the the intent is good and it is applicable for later in life, mm-hmm. but it has no real relatability. Yeah, it 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 assumes it assumes a lot on the child. <laughs> And then we get our, our last, uh, okay, these ones aren't linked either. So two tips here. Uh, be ready for surprises. Don't panic. I mean, I guess that's like a general life advice. Yeah. Um, I could see that being in like a, a um, like blank a day calendar. Yeah. Being for me. Like generic advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think we give that, I don't know, B, is that another B tier? I think that's another B tier. It's like it's fine. Good. Pretty harmless tip. And then, uh, so our last one of this segment, don't wear the fluffy coat. I mean, it's, it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. This it's one. Bad. Not super relatable though. So unlike the other one, which like was at least tied to the season, this one is kind of vague. Right. So this yeah. tip, if you're scrolling through the tip book and it's like a freezing day out and you're like, I wonder if the tip book has any tips for what I should wear to school today. So I don't uh, freeze on my way in. It says, don't wear the fluffy coat. Ned Bigby gave me hypothermia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't look good for him. That's why he needs the summer results may vary because he accidentally, you know, froze a couple of students that one summer or that one winter. His original best friend, Biscuit. <laughs> oh my God. Tell me more. About, uh, I got to know more about Biscuit at one point. It doesn't have to happen now. Um, geez. The tip, tip book killed my best friend. Um, that's why they're stuck with Cookie. So where's this going? Is this... You said C or D? it's a okay. bad tip that can get misinterpreted yeah uh, rip biscuit isn't gonna be good okay uh and then the uh so why don't we i've had us do report cards twice i feel like we should just do it once yeah i was gonna i wanted to see how things flowed naturally yeah i feel like once will be better yeah that's how i feel so, too since we're doing it once are we gonna pick three characters or three per each segment and overlap if we need to um let's do like let's do three per each segment okay that's perfect that's exactly what i did okay perfect okay um let's do the second segment then okay talk about lockers yes okay so uh both these locker like in private school um very unpersonalized i think that so let me think i'm trying to think if i did anything to it i think early no i think middle school i I had like a little thing that i could organize markers on with stuff like otherwise really not much i don't think i did a lot to my locker there i remember i used to have to keep my phone in a plastic bag in my locker really yeah, I don't know why the plastic bag, but I did that. So the locker ghost can't play with it? Maybe, yeah, because ghosts can't get through plastic. 
Yeah. That's I don't know it. why I did that. What was your, did you do anything fancy with your locker? I had a picture of Goku in my locker. Oh. Other than that, no, nothing. Mm-hmm. My patron. So, <laughs> so do you, do you agree that, um, a locker then is uh, like a home away from home or a putrid rectangle of real estate. It can be a home for way at home. Yeah. Uh, in middle school, I had, I used to personalize my little pencil box that I would keep in my desk. Mm-hmm. I would put like a uh, little trinkets in there that the teacher couldn't see and uh, make little backgrounds on paper and put it inside. <laughs> you know, I, I understand that aspect. It's a personalization. Yeah. I like the idea it of customizing something to my taste. Mm-hmm. like a goku poster exactly yes um so yeah what did you ned describes lockers here so he's doing an opening just to, like talking a little bit about lockers um describes them as a putrid rectangle of real estate and that really stood out to me i feel like ned's declassified does such a good job at capturing the kind of uh, the grungy feeling of being in middle school mm-hmm. It's all dirty and it sucks and you want to get out of there. (laughs) There's like a bureaucracy to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we uh, so we get a couple of overviews of types of lockers. Uh, We learn, so we see like um, the character that we saw earlier, the girl who was in the cafeteria and was like, I like your coat. Uh, We see her in her locker, which is a tissue. It's like lined in tissues. And nasal spray. And hand sanitizer. Nasal spray. Uh, no books in this locker. Who needs to read when your nose is stuffed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she has her, her priorities straight. Uh, just covered in tissues. They're not used, right? She's, she's... <laughs> I can only hope not, but it is middle school, so. Who knows? It can really go either way. Yeah, it could make, maybe uh, her locker is one that is a putrid rectangle. So uh, we see that one. We... Are introduced to a character who I don't think we ever see again, who I, has a I disorganized locker. Yeah. I think that he ordered a pizza, Red. And I think instead of uh, eating it, I think he just like put it on his shirt I for didn't, an hour. I did not like the yellow and brown stains in his locker. No. That is what stuck out to me. It's... I understand that they wanted to show us a locker that's dirty, but they could have done it in a way that wasn't... Uh, this boy is a uh, real-life version of Pigpen from <laughs> the Peanuts. But wor- so much worse. So he, much worse. They said it's just dirt. Yeah. I don't know what kind of film this kid is carrying with him. I imagine, I imagine he probably like brushes his teeth in Mountain Dew. Like he, Everything about this, this individual... Made me uncomfortable, and perhaps that's why a weasel had moved into his locker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I, we won't. We'll get there. Ned's locker is messier than I would expect. Yeah, he strikes me as an organized kid, especially mm-hmm. since he's written a near one thousand tip guide. Yeah, instead it's like sticky notes covering it with tips everywhere. Uh, the baby is like shoved into the locker. I thought that was a funny detail. I also thought it was very funny. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and he says, uh, he, so these aren't tips in this opening. He's kind of just like talking generally about lockers. The facts of life. Yes. Um, just sitting down and, rapping. and he tells us that it's a good idea to like make friends with 
those around you, those who have lockers why, near why you. Why wasn't this a tip? Why was the heavy coat a tip, but this isn't? Make friends with the people around you. It's a good tip. Because I, I think social. we well we. It's funny enough. I don't think we get any formal tips in here about um, lockers. No, I don't believe so. I wrote yeah. down all of them as we went along. Yeah. Uh, and the whole episode is about lockers. Uh, his locker buddy, his neighbor, t- uh, Timmy Toot Toot. Don't like him. No. Don't like He's... him at all. I do, As you know, I hate fart jokes mm-hmm. in most media. And, and kids media. Because, you know, kids media already have a bad job at doing gross out humor in a genuinely funny way. Yep. And so here we get Timmy Toot Toot. He farts and wa- he says Toot Toot and walks away. He has a signature though. Like if he turns and he, like you even see his mouth start to move, I feel like you should just leave. Like you should bolt. That's true. And he's kind of like a serial killer in that way. You know yes. his smoke. We do. Uh, he's very, very clearly showing it. And as a result, I think uh, folks should be able to read it, but they don't. Uh, so he runs, he does it and then runs. Ned is disgusted. And the bully, the same bully from earlier, who want, uh, in the fantasy uh, was talking about cars, grease, and knocking heads, walks by, calls Ned Fart Boy. Good, uh, good nickname? Mm. No. Is that something that would follow him forever? Imagine being in like senior year of high school and someone still refers to you as Fart Boy. Hey, fart boy. Hey, fart, fart boy. Or like, uh, like many years later, you run into him and he's like working at the grocery store or something. Or he's like, I don't know, you just run into him in public somewhere. Hey, and fart he's like, boy, you got a hey. coupon? <laughs> you, have a, you have a coupon? You fart all over it, fart boy. Hey, uh, fart boy, are you part of our Sam's Club membership? <laughs> you want to bring me to Costco? I'm not going to subscribe, but if you subscribe, subscribe, Fart Boy, I'm going to go with you. Take me to Costco, Fart Boy. This yeah. stuff follows you. Uh, it's, so it's the bullying that we were just, uh, I just want to point out, the bullying that you and I were just doing, that's like a Biff Back to the Future level. Yeah. Right? That's like, like actively follows him through adulthood. Bullying. Yes, like without without George McFly in that, he is he's a lost soul. Um, and perhaps in this case, that, that would have been what happens has, um, had Ned not, you know, does what he does to distance himself from Timmy Tutu. Uh, Moses is our B-plot here. She is still trying to make new friends who are girls. Okay. Um, she opens it up. She, uh, her locker is decorated, what, with like uh, boy band-esque people? M-D-O. <laughs> What do you think MDO stands for? Yeah, I was just going to ask you that, but here, here we are, so I'll do it. Um, uh, magic Destiny Ones. I think it's my... It's, it has, my, uh, it's probably my, my dreamy. dream one. My dream ones. Yeah, my dream ones. That's a good I was going to try to guess the O, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, my, mythical Daddios. Mythical Daddios. <laughs> yeah. My Daddios. <laughs> or my, my Daddy's Oswald, because maybe they're both named Oswald or something. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. My Daddy's Optometrists. Because mm-hmm. they, they all um, were certified optometrists and then met and realized they could all sing and went on America's Got Talent and now here they are. Yeah, uh, so she does this and some, pe- some, some girls walk by, they like it. And um, then Susie Crabgrass 
It's like Moses' like arch enemy. Yeah, I'd say they're like yeah. nemesis. Nemesis. Um, she is uh, has a locker right across from Mo. She opens it. Similar theme, but hers has a uh, CD player, like a beatbox thing, <laughs> strapped to it. Very early two thousands here. Playing you gorilla glued that into her locker. Maybe I wouldn't. So those things in the early two thousands. That's probably what like a hundred bucks. I don't know how much something like that would have cost. About a hundred, do you think? I feel like that's reasonable. I don't know if I want to gorilla glue that to my locker, especially if I know I'm going to change out the theme to compete soon after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get this, this uh, as Moses storyline here. Um, so then the girls walk over, they like Susie's locker better. Cookie, we learn his locker is at the edge of the universe. And we get a little graphic. I like this. <laughs> Me too. Uh, it show, It's like shows the Milky Way. On one, an arrow points to one end of the Milky Way, and it's like Cookie Zocker, and then the other end is what, like James K. Polk or something like that. I like it because it shows scale in the eyes of a child. Mm -hmm. Like the other side of the school when you're like 14, it feels like forever away. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. When you have like two minutes to get everywhere, it's on the other side of the universe. And so, um, then we get uh, the girl with the sniffles is standing behind Cookie and Cookie turns around and she like runs away as soon as she's noticed. Like a strange interaction. Uh, but Cookie's got to go. He has to get to gym. That's right. This is Cookie's race to the gym. Mm-hmm. With Van Earl Wright and Willie Gold. Did you look them up? Uh, no, I did not. Did you? Okay. I did. Yes. Yeah. So they're both. Um, Billy, uh, Van Earl Wright is a sportscaster. Wow. Okay. Um, Willie Galt is a former NFL player, um, and he was positioned to go to the Olympics. Um, and then there, I don't know the details, but there was a, a boycott of some kind related to the Olympics um, in like the early '90s that he participated in. So he didn't ac- actually go, but he was like all lined up to do it. And uh, now they're both on Nesdi Classified, playing the role of a sportscaster in the hallway. I would say uh, that's straighting up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, I wonder, like, it, was it someone on the writer's staff, like an intern tried to impress them? And I was like, hey, I, I can get two guys. My uncle's Willie Gold. Yeah, yeah I, I can get him. It's just a phone call away. Right. Um, Brother-in-law Van Earl Wright can. Right. <laughs> He'll take care of it. So... We get introduced to them. Um, they are going to uh, kind of narrate Cookie's race to the gym. Speed in the hall is not always a good thing, they say, yeah. as Cookie runs and he gets a penalty flag. Sweeney, who is a teacher we've not yet formally met. We don't formally meet him in this episode, but we do hear his name. Um, Sweeney gives Cookie a warning. Uh, Cookie is late to P.E. Oh, <laughs> and Red. <laughs> what's her name miss darbus miss Ms. durga durga darbus is high school musical miss durga she says he's he's like i'm sorry i'm late my locker is on the other side of school i don't care if your locker is on the ice planet of hoff you are weak yeah is um were you shocked to get a hoff name drop here I was, but it kind of, uh, it elevated Ned's a bit for me. Could Disney sue? 
like post soup? I think Disney should. You know, mm-hmm. kind of flex their muscles. Yes, they say. Uh, you said Hoth. get away with. Yeah, in, in the pilot of Nancy Classified, that's our territory. Uh, I if- love Durga's performance because it captures the feeling of middle school so perfectly. Mm-hmm. It uh, really was does, like everything is against you and everyone hates you. And it's so funny because the stakes are made to be all against Cookie as she then goes to say, if you're late to class tomorrow, you will get an F. (laughs) Like it captures that end of the world (laughs) feeling so well. Every little mistake as a kid, it just, it's Mm -hmm. the end. And is that like an F for the day? Or do we think this is like for the school year? Like she's going to write him off as an F. Okay. It's the first week and she will fail him. Fail him for being late (laughs) two days in a row to gym class. Um, So she's yelling all this. There's also an echo given to her. You and I haven't discussed the sound effects um, that this show gives us, but it is like a live action cartoon. Yeah, basically. Right. So as all these actions are happening... Uh, there are sound effects left and right from bangs to whistles to, uh, in this case, this character talking and there's an echo in the background. Like, it's fantastic. It's it's really clever detail. It makes it seem that much more high energy. Uh, Cookie has, like, push-up vision on his glasses. Uh, and that's it. Uh, you know what I don't miss? Mm-hmm. Laugh tracks. Oh, my gosh, Ren. I, di- I honestly didn't even think about that trade-up. Me neither. I didn't think of it until just now when you were talking about... Mm-hmm. Because, like, with Corey, we always got the laugh track, and we always got canned laughter mm-hmm. that was clearly artificial and out of place. Yeah. But with Ned's, it's it's real television. It's so good. Yeah. Um, Gordy the janitor. We get, a, a like, a transition scene with him. Yeah, very, like, soft introduction to him. Super brief. Uh, we get a voice on the PA. Which it's his, him. It's his voice. I think that we learned that he is, uh, he has a lot of roles in the show. He does that in all the Nickelodeon stuff. He yes. Does, so it, it lines up with his style of work. Yep. Um, and also the with Ned being a live-action cartoon, because that's what he does for stuff like Fairly Odd Parents. He voices yes. a bunch of characters. Uh, and so we get get the voice of it is supposedly the principal on the PA. Um, it, it's his voice. It's meant to be the principal. Um, and he says, yes, we are aware that there was a weasel in the building. Um, Janie, uh, the janitor Gordy is dealing with it. He's I on don't the, on know the case. if they said it in the episode, but the subtitles call him Principal Finback. Okay. I don't know if we ever meet a principal in the show. I know that we definitely meet a vice principal. I don't know if we ever meet a principal. So if we do, I think that the show will um, not be, um, not have continuity. Mm-hmm. It we just got, no. So um, yes, this next scene. So Moe's and Susie Crabgrass, they reveal their lockers Western style. I love their little mm-hmm. uh, standoff stare down. Mm-hmm. Uh, little, uh, Western jingle playing in the background. Blah, blah, blah. Very fun. Yes, a uh, bunch of students are standing there. They're waiting to see them both take out their lockers. Moe's opens hers up. Uh, it has some stuffed animals. It's, it's pretty cloud. cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the theme. <laughs> and then Susie opens hers up. She has even more kittens and it folds out. 
of impressive craftsmanship very impressive to do uh, i would agree do you agree here that crabgrass has the cooler locker i mean there's no beat in that she really went the extra mile yeah both cases like that's the thing mose thinks that she is mose is putting in like 80 percent effort where crabgrass is consistent 100 doesn't doesn't take her foot off the gas um most squeezes this kitten stuffed animal and the head pops off the head is on a string ren <laughs> did you see that i did see that i was trying so hard to think about why like, it must have been the he, only way they could get it to pop properly is if like so did someone like offset pull that string or something or maybe she did well maybe like the way it's built inside the string is there so that when she squeezes it it, it pops up. So here's what I'm going to go ahead and say the prop department did. Okay. Do you know that toy that like, it's like a plastic cone and it has the ball there and then you yeah. press it and then it like pops up. Yeah. I, I have a feeling the prop department took one of those and they just built a cat around it. All right. That makes sense. Like that's the, cause the string threw yeah. me off because I was like, why would they, if the prop department built this, why didn't they just make it so that head can fall off. And then if they need to redo the scene, they can just put the head back on. Like it seems so um, insignificant. That's the only reason why I can explain this string being here. Maybe they wanted the head in the shot. So the head is above Moses fist and the body is below it. Mm-hmm. The string is in between. So that way she can hold it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can clearly see where the cat doll has been severed. <laughs> they wanted us to know Moses does not mess around. Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay, and then we're, we're already moving on. So we just That's get right. that. Uh, Bryce, here's a fun tip. Yeah. Tip A22, freshener ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Ned's way of dealing with Timmy Tutu. Um, if you're in middle school, and also, okay, let's talk about Timmy Tutu. Is, is he proud of this? He announces it. So there's pride in his work. He loves, he's a, he's a connoisseur of farts. Of farts. He's a giver. He gives the gifts, but people don't always like what he has to give. Um, so if you're him and you find that your new locker neighbor uh, has taken a, a pole from a far <laughs> distance and used it to attach car air fresheners to the back of your pants that's not gonna make you feel good is it bryce if someone did that to me i would simply explode my pants and mm-hmm. fart the air fresheners like they were shrapnel yeah they they get decimated what is and the if, force of that fart that's not mm-hmm. healthy that must be like half shit at least yeah it's he has a lot of uh, spare pants for <laughs> sure uh, they blow everywhere they go into Ned's mouth. Like, they scatter. Mm-hmm. Um, to billions of pieces. Yes. Um, and it could have been dangerous, too, because Ned has, what, there's wire on these air fresheners. So wire is, like, going everywhere. It's not good. Um, Ned is like, okay, plan B, I'm going to advertise to get a new locker. He puts up this poster, and then the sniffly girl is in the background again. Okay. Um, and now Cookie comes by to him and is like, Ned, I need tips. If I am late, I'm going to get an F. So here are tips for how to get to class quickly. Is that like, 
had what the this uh i mean um, this episode about lockers so it makes sense yeah i it bums me out we get one locker tip within here but it's otherwise it's all about like just getting to class quickly the weird thing is i really thought the episode was building up to ned swapping lockers with cookie and like resigning him to the edge of the universe for mm-hmm. you know just to get away from Tutu and giving Cookie at least an opportunity to get to class on time. Yeah, I had that thought too. Is it seemed like an obvious fix. Why didn't they just swap lockers? Um I, the only thing is Cookie probably doesn't want to be next to Timmy, but yeah, maybe they thought it was too mean of Ned to do to Cookie. Yeah. Uh but I agree. Like that that was hanging there with like that feels too obvious. Why aren't they doing that? Yeah. So um here are our tips here. We'll uh, go ahead and rank them uh, when we're done with this segment. But so uh, we're going to tip for getting to class quickly. Uh, tip 625A, sit close to the door for fast getaways. And um, also that way you can avoid post-class door jam. All right. Uh, and our other tip is to use a preset locker to be ready for the classic one turn. Did you do that? I did, and I did it because of Ned's declassified. Wow, okay. That, that was a real tip that I applied that I um, remember applying because of All right, that's tip. fun. And um, then tip 618D, use the fast walk. Right, so don't run, but you can use the fast walk. This uh, seems, I don't like the way that this tip is portrayed. Cookie follows this tip and immediately is flagged down via speedometer in the hall. Yeah. I feel like um, this tip, by virtue of failing, is going to relegate itself to the D tier. Yeah. Like, why give us this tip and then show Cookie using it and instantly getting caught by Sweeney again? The show does try to specify that it's a Sweeney issue, but still. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it, we, we don't have any proof that the fast walk works. No. It's Sweeney, um, the only teacher we've seen monitoring the halls. Uh, Crabgrass is giving out free stuffed kitties. This is our next scene at her locker again. So back to Crabgrass and Moe's. Moe's opens up her locker and it's just super shiny. It's heaven. She put real diamonds and angels in there. Yeah. We're We're screaming to get out. We don't, we don't really know what's in there, right? It's angelic. It like hypnotizes some of the girls. Uh, she's excited that she won. And then this, I loved this shift. there, There wasn't like a moment. Where Moses was like, I'm going to defeat Susie Crabgrass. Yeah. Gradual shift. And then at the end, we realize her motivations changed during mm-hmm. the episode. And it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Gordy runs into her locker. <laughs> and uh, in doing this, smashes Moses' locker. All the blood like, diamonds come falling out. It is destroyed. Mose opens it up after Gordy and Ned leave. And um, it's like... Yeah, diamonds fall out. Like her books are falling out. Like it. I don't know what happened, but it's obliterated. Do you think that this punishment is warranted, considering her? She changed her quest for friendship into a quest of vengeance. I think it is. She captured heaven. She did. Right. So there's there's gonna be um, God. Yeah, God esque consequences. You can't capture heaven in a locker and then expect everything to go fine. It's gonna throw off some balances of the universe uh so with that said is heaven destroyed i think this is kind of putting into perspective that anything that happens to these characters from here on out 
they have to be very careful because there is no grand reward waiting for them at the end. Because in a way, they are now in purgatory. They are. Okay. Moe's made sure of that. <laughs> when, she, when she bottled it and destroyed it all in a matter of seconds. Gordy technically destroyed it, right? So I guess Gordy in this analogy is kind of the Lucifer analog. Fell from Yes. Heaven. Yes. Shattered illusion, like innocence lost. Well, because then he tries to make up an excuse. He's like, hey, Ned, I have a locker I can show you. Welcome but- to the inner sanctum. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I think all, all a big show here. <laughs> uh, so what do we think of the locker that Gordy presents Ned with? If a grown man in my middle school brought me to his inner sanctum and said, boy, you're going to use this locker, I think I'd have to go to, like, HR, right? Or what are they called? Guidance in school? Yes, HR. Um, <laughs> Human resources. <laughs> yeah. I have to to HR. Played against Gordy again. <laughs> yeah, so Gordy is an adult child, right? That's like kind of vibes I get from him. Is he he is meant to be a uh, like no rules applied character here. Everything is uh, like limitless. He can do really whatever he wants with pretty little repercussion. Yeah. Um, and he runs on looney tunes logic yes exactly so um i i'm sure we're gonna see him do things here that like in the context of that you just presented of like you know if this is an adult man like in real like if this were a real school this We'd like this would be strange but instead it's more of like he's um like an agent of chaos almost yeah where he like lives in the shadows which is almost why i like i like that lucifer comparison where it's <laughs> right um gordy's the janitor you want in school he's the adult on your side that yeah. does not exist in real life but yes. he will be there for you yes uh he's awesome he's a, really a fun character he's funny um he is going to go ahead and offer this locker uh, I, I agree though it did strike me as like this is odd um straight he's like ned i got a perfect locker for you (laughs) it's in in the janitor's office um and that's when he opens it up the weasel's in there and so he's like ned go like get out of here uh that's when ned leaves closes the door uh there's we get like a funny shadow battle between gordy and the weasel uh and we meet claire sawyer future lawyer that's right Mm-hmm. who represents Lima, Elisa Zemo, who has chronic nasal congestion. This is the girl we've been seeing all episode. And who Ned has known his entire life. No, I think she's new. No, Claire Sawyer. Oh, Cl- yes, Sawyer. Claire Sawyer, future lawyer. I was talking about Lisa Zemo. I was referring to Claire Sawyer, future yes. lawyer. Um, yes, and so she says that, and then Ned's like, I've known you forever, yes. Um, she has prepared a contract for a locker exchange. And would like for Ned to meet with legal representation in study hall. Uh, lucky for Ned, Gordy went to law school three times, so this is his wheelhouse. Is that so? I I heard uh, listen to the scene twice. I heard him say in my free time, but I like three three times is better. My subtitles said three times. Three times, okay. I trust the subtitles then. Uh, okay, it's a good Gordy backstory. So Gordy's gonna go with Ned to this meeting of the minds as the legal representation. Um, in exchange for swapping a locker, Lisa Zemo will be allowed to sit with Ned's posse at lunch. And get regular chit-chat in the hallway when passing. Mm-hmm. Which is reasonable, that's fair. So sweet. This is like so wholesome, Ren. 
isn't it? It is, but uh, there is a nefarious clause in Which, the contract. Lucky for Ned, he brought a pretty damn good lawyer. Um, and Gordy's going to ask about it. Um, part of the contract is that Lisa Zemo will get a date with Cookie. This is legally prostitution, right? Um, like, even if it's completely innocent, the, the, the act of legally demanding that some kind of romantic reciprocation. Yeah, it's very sitcom-esque. It right? is. It, it's not thought out, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I want to go skating. But also, like, I don't think any of this document is, like, technically legally binding. It's like, um, like, I think it's just uh, part of the school, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, s- social environment? It is. Uh, a- ecosystem. I'm looking for ecosystem. But we also have Claire yeah. Sawyer, lawyer, and a real law school dropout. Yeah, so... It adds an air of legitimacy to the document that it otherwise would not have if it was just kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ned agrees to it. <laughs> Ned says, that sounds good. And Cookie's like, what? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think, I feel like it's sweet. She wants to go skating with Cookie. Told you, right? Yeah, you, it's just to change lockers. <laughs> like, it's okay, right? Um, like, whether you want to or not, sure. Um, so Ned tells Cookie he'll get him to the gym on time. So that's like how Ned gets Cookie to be okay with it. Yeah. I'll get you to the gym on time. So we're back to Van Earl Wright and Willie Gold here to narrate Cookie's destination to gym. Bryce, it just occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Bryce and Ren and Van Earl Wright and Willie Galt. Thoughts? <laughs> Uh, do we watch their stuff or are we bringing them onto the podcast? We bring them on and we review them as they're doing the podcast live. Okay. So we're like sports casting the sports casters. Yes. And we can, we'll see how much patience they have for this. Yeah. I'll send them a, a tweet with our newly minted Nedzi classified Twitter handle. Uh, we'll see. So they, uh, Ned built a mop bucket slingshot for Cookie. Which is pretty cool. Uh, pretty slingshots cool. them. Um, they distract Sweeney by getting Timmy Toot Toot to toot next to Sweeney. And then it's Cookie makes it. Violentless fart yet. <laughs> Cookie makes it in time. What'd you say? Did you notice Ned's gas mask? Yeah, I did. <laughs> that he needed to survive? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely noticed it. Uh, Cookie makes it to the gym and gets pelted with dodgeballs. I loved dodgeball. Like the game? Yeah, I loved it. In yeah, school. I did too. I don't, I don't. It's another one of those like tropes, right? School related gym class dodgeball. Like people don't like playing dodgeball. I had a blast with dodgeball. It was my. I always thought it was fun. Game. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, I don't think there was a single gym class like game that I really didn't like. Same. I was, I was really honest. Growing up. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, just because it's like there was zero stakes involved. So it's like, let's just have fun and run around and play some games. Yeah. Uh, Ned gets his new locker. So Lisa Zemo's old locker. Uh, the weasel pops out. Uh, oh, sorry. I skipped. Um, before we see Ned open up his locker, Moe's, we get some, you know, final stuff here. Moe's uh, has built a temporary locker door in Woodshop. So nice connection to our last segment. 
Um, the woodshop guy is big fans. And then some girls walk over and say, whoa, you like wooden lockers too. Oh my God, my favorite. That's a weird thing. <laughs> What's your favorite wooden locker? It's a weird thing what? to say. Yeah. My What's favorite your... is mine. What's your favorite genre of locker? Oh, the wooden ones. Yeah. What? Uh, but it is, I, I love the design here. I really like that now throughout the series, Moses' locker is always going to stand out. It's the one that has that wooden front. And we um, appreciate that so immediately, Ned's Declassified is kind of establishing a status quo and mm-hmm. playing with it. It is. It kind of shows that there isn't really a status quo, and there will be because it is a Nickelodeon comedy. Mm-hmm. So by virtue of it being aimed at its demographic, it will have a status quo. But it feels shapeable, which is exciting for a brand new show. Mm-hmm. yeah and so like Moses' thing was like her arc here was re- I-, I think really good yes I agree yeah where she's like oh I want to make this locker to make more friends who are girls and then she gets really competitive about it doesn't make friends who are girls and then is finally like I'm just going to make something that that fits me and she makes friends naturally and I think what I like about Moses' arc is that it starts in the first segment so you get all these seeds for the pay you get all this setup in the first half mm-hmm. and it becomes payoff in the second half yeah so it's not like these segments are isolated like they are in other tv shows where they're just random scripts put together it's clear that the writers are trying to tell are using two stories to tell one story mm-hmm. and i hope that trend continues because that was a great use of two separate segments that i honestly don't remember uh, being part of Ned's style. Yep, that, that they connect so well. And I, I think the first season's going to track really well, Ren. Yeah. I think that it's all going to continue. I, rem- like, I remember bits and pieces of Ned's Declassified, but I do, like, I definitely know life science is going to continue. Like, I know certain elements of this opening, this this uh, pilot is going to continue. So. Well, it covers, a, each season covers a full school year. Mm-hmm. So, yep. like, by that token, it needs to have some element of progression. Yes. Um, so, fart boy, Ned, he's at his new locker, and he's welcomed to the neighborhood by the bully. Wah, wah, wah. And scene. Fan- like, I love it. it I want to find out what happens. Like, he just thought he got an upgrade, and now it's like a side grade, right? To this uh, locker with the bully. It's a so good we- button to end the episode on because it it sets up future plot lines as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now Ned is in the same territory as his bully. Yes. Uh, okay. So we have three, uh, what, four tips to go through here. Yep. Um, sit close to the door for fast getaways. That's a good tip. Yeah. Uh, it's it, So again, just looking at the tip uh, in a, a bottle here. Uh, in general, sure. Yeah, if you want to be able to <laughs> then sit closest to the door. Yep, go get to that door and then you'll avoid that post-class door jam. Uh, it's true for like concerts. You want to be the first one out. Yep. Stand close to the door. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a show, ever been the last one out of the opera house? Oh, it's awful. It is a mm-hmm. literal nightmare. I, there are few things in this life I hate more. <laughs> Nicole is laughing to... right now because they know I 
how deeply I despise it. Trying to get out of the Boston Opera House. It is terrible. It's like, why, why, why are we stuck here? Oh, just move, please. And then there's like people stopping to take pictures on the stairs. Um, just go, just go, Ren. I totally get what you're saying. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, so what do we think about this tip? Sit close to the door for fast getaways. I'm giving it an S. That's a good tip. Like, wow. I, yeah. I feel like it, uh, it's maybe more of an A, to be honest. You think it's an A? I don't, like, it, it, what is your, what is your holdback from an My holdup with it? Yeah. Um, so, like, I think it's just because there's nothing super revolutionary about it. Like, I would think, I would think if I got to go somewhere, if I got to be the first to leave, I'm going to stay by the door. Like, I feel like it's something that is going to come relatively naturally. I'm not going to need this tip to specifically have me thinking about it. All right. I'll concede to your A. Okay. Avoid post-class door jam. I think that this is kind of tied into the last tip, but it's presented as a separate tip. It can, it can go in the A. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll put them together. Okay. And uh, preset locker to be ready for the classic one turn. That's a pretty good tip. So this to me is like an S tier tip. I told yeah. you I personally use this one. This is one that I think changes the game. I would not think about it until... I know he says it's a classic. I would not think about it until someone gave me the idea. I also did this in school. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember if it was because of Neds or not. It could have been. Yeah. So do you think S or A? I'm thinking S. S? That's a good okay. It's, it's useful outside of the middle school context mm-hmm. as well. And our, our last tip here is <laughs> use the fast walk. Uh, D, it failed. Yeah, it did fail him. It was not, not a good tip. Not so. at all. Uh, and ironically enough, it's actually, so it's uh, tip number 618D. Wow. So it belongs in the D tier. Destined. Mm-hmm. DMO. Destined. Mm. Die meme boys. Die, die, die mean ones. <laughs> okay. So we did that, Ren. Let's um let's go ahead and give some of our characters some grades for how they did tonight. Okay. Okay. Uh, so do you already have characters picked out? Like, do you have something in mind or are we kind of riffing with this? I do not have people picked out. But oh, I have, my, I have my six characters picked out. Six, okay. Um, are you, because I pictured you and I like doing it collectively. So I'll, I'll concede to your six. I'm sure it's the same six, but I, is it okay if I like debate some of the grades that you did? I haven't actually graded anyone yet. Perfect, that's fantastic. We can, we can discuss it. Yes, okay. So uh, who are the six characters that we'll be talking about? Mm, our six characters are, in the honors category, we have Ned, Cookie, and Moe's, the classic yeah. In yeah. college prep, we have Lisa Zemo, Timmy Toot Toot, and Claire Sawyer, future lawyer. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you want to start? Um, let's let's go bottom up. So let's start with a uh, Claire Sawyer, future lawyer. Academically, how do we feel that Claire Sawyer, future lawyer, is doing? So, she's a very career focused person. Yes. Going just mm. off my first impression, I will wager that she is the smartest character in the cast right now. Yep. She's but, as the kind of, like, top-tier student. 
does it concern you at all that she's spending time to put together what I believe she said was like a 250 page document? I'm assuming that's her free time because she gets through her schoolwork so easily. Okay. So it's like gone. So I agree. She comes off as very intelligent. Um, but probably like an A. I was thinking A as well for academics. Yeah. Okay. Social status. Yeah. How is she seen? She clearly has enough pull and enough notoriety in the school where Lisa Zemo, a brand new student, knew to seek her out for help. Mm-hmm. But that says something about her popularity. Yes. Uh, Ned has known her his entire life. So she's mm-hmm. from the area. So that naturally will give her some element of social status. But she introduces herself as if Ned doesn't already know. So like she's putting her career over the, the social piece here. She's aloof. Yeah. So I think she feels like she might be above the, like the social aspect mm-hmm. of school. But because yeah. she has this lawyer power to her, people flock to her. So her status rises regardless. I feel like it's like an A minus situation. You're thinking A minus? I was thinking B. B? Okay. Um, you want to meet in the middle and go with B plus? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah, I, I was, I think socially, like she's there, mm-hmm. but I think that she definitely has some work to do in terms of introducing herself to people who already know who she is. Exactly. Uh, power. This is vague and I love it. How much power does she have? She had the power to get Lisa Zemo a date with Cookie. Yeah. She had the power to go toe-to-toe with Gordy, someone who actually went to law school. Uh Uh-huh. She's very powerful. Um, It leads me to believe that there's nothing she can't make happen with a couple of words and some pages. I agree. I'm thinking an A. Yeah. Stamina. This is another easy A. She wrote a 280-page document and still had the energy to go to school and have the trial. Mm -hmm. The trial. I'm saying another A. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's talk about Timmy Timmy Tutu. Yikes, that's how I feel about Timmy Tutu. I don't think think he's doing well. You think he's doing well? No, I don't don't think he's doing well. I Uh, don't. Timmy Tutu strikes me as a, a bit of a fool, like a classic fool, kind of a court jester. Yeah, I think he leads on everyone like, oh, I'm very intelligent. And then, uh, but no one actually knows if he is really intelligent. I think it's like probably like a B plus. No, I like think he's even more mediocre than that. Oh, yeah, like a like C plus. Bad cases where he not, ne- neither does too well or all that badly to warrant attention and fixing. Okay. I'm, call- I'm saying he's a C student. Okay, I'm fine Anything with that. That much is definitely a C mm-hmm. student. <laughs> Which takes us to his social status. F for fart. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, let's say D, because it doesn't seem like most people know. He He's happy. He's happy about he it. He smiles. He's proud. He just isn't aware of how what he's saying or what he's doing is being interpreted by his fellow students. I'm with a um, power. This is an interesting category for him. It is. I think Timmy Tutut is undeniably powerful. He has the power to clear a room. Mm-hmm. Right. Even Claire Sawyer, future lawyer, would have to send everyone out of the courtroom if Timmy Tutut let one go. Mm-hmm. Also, his shrapnel fart 
he nearly killed incredible. Ned. Yeah. I, I'm feeling an A. An A. He's very powerful. He needs to be stopped. Uh, stamina. Any <laughs> Anyone who walks around with that much dookie in their ass has to have a bunch of stamina. <laughs> he kept going. He was always positive no matter no matter what. Uh, yeah, he delivered. Delivered big time. I'm feeling A. <laughs> All right, Timmy Tutut. He had a bad first half, but power and stamina really yeah helped him helped him for sure okay uh lisa zemo she's new she's new she mm-hmm. looks like a smart nerd mm-hmm. i'm willing to give give it give her that just based on appearances yeah probably I'd say, academically i'd say like a minus for yeah. her I, I think she probably does well um but also like new school there might be adjustments so um socially she is not actively disliked, but she is not. She has no presence at all. And we see her uh, try to strike conversation when people have been have walked away. Like four or five seconds later, she then starts tries to strike that conversation. I think she's for now. I think she's in the C category. We might see this shoot up. We might see this shoot up. Uh, she is sitting with the Ned's posse. She's getting more familiar. Yeah, I give her a C. She's making progress. She made efforts mm-hmm. to improve. Herself. She did. Um, I don't think she has a lot of power though, Ren. No, she she really needed Claire Sawyer, future lawyer, to find her an opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like I I would say that this is an F. Like. Yeah, she's very meek. Mm-hmm. Not very powerful and stamina. All that nasal spray. I mean, she yeah. can't be well. No, sneezing all day, similar to Timmy. Right. She just keeps going. She's good. Uh, I like. What do you think? B? Playing C. Yeah. Okay. I feel good about that. But, um, so now we're to our honor roll here. And so, Ren, I have a question for you. What's I want to make sure I'm understanding uh, how this is going to work correctly. Yep. So let's say next episode, we decide that we want to talk about Lisa Zemo again. Get uh-huh. Lisa Zemo in it. Uh, are we updating these grades? I think we'll just give new ones depending on the episode. Or actually, okay. no, that doesn't make sense. We should update them, shouldn't we? Yeah, I feel like we should update them okay. um, as people rise and fall. But and not then... everyone will be in every episode ranked. Correct. Yeah, so we're not going to actively change everyone each week, but just, like, if people are in the episode, we'll change them. Like, if like if next week Lisa Zemo doesn't do enough to earn a changing yeah. so college prep, but yeah. if in episode three she does mm-hmm. enough, then we'll pick up from her report card in episode one yep. and adjust that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm also okay with not changing, not like having to change every, like say that we do want to do Lisa Zemo again next week. I'm okay not changing all of her things, but if she has like a really powerful week, like I'm okay changing that, like just power for her, like leaving the others the same. So, all right. Um, let's talk about, uh, so we're looking at honors and we're looking at Ned, friend. All right, Ned, academics. Mm-hmm. He's a bright kid. He made the tip book. He did. But I'm going to assume he is not the best student. He has a very everyman quality, and I feel like being a good student would go against that in the context of the show. Not that he's bad, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's a B student. I agree. I think he's a B student. I think he does okay. Um, he, does, he does good enough enough to yeah. get by. He's like I think a little bit scatterbrained. 
Oh, as well, sure. like he has other stuff going on. Academics are not his top priority. He wants to just make sure he like gets by in the academic area. Uh, socially, what's Ned up to right now? Yeah, he has a bully. Mm-hmm. He's not he well known. Nope. I'm thinking C minus. Yeah, which like it's so funny. It's because for our main character, he is within his crew very like i he has a great footing yes he does i think but outside of that which is what we're looking at in social status not so much not at all really Uh, and power like power is kind of a similar train of thought for me in terms of ned's power in the school no one cares about his tips right now only cookie well he really only has power over cookie cookie mose actively disregards the tips Mm mm-hmm so this yeah, is I don't. I guess I guess this is another C minus right now. Mm-hmm. It's, he doesn't really he d- have a, the reliability in the school to give tips to others. No, it, it's so funny. Like watching this, I without thinking about his social status, even though he has a bully, I'm like, oh, I'm sure a lot of people like him for his tips. But like realistically, no one's reading his tips. No, not at all. Yeah, uh, stamina. I I'm gonna give Ned an A for this one. Why is he, that? Why are you going to give him an A? Because he strikes me as someone who... You need a lot of stamina to be able to make a guide that detail to get through school. Mm-hmm. He's someone all about having the stamina to get through school and surviving. Was he so nervous about middle school that he spent all summer making this tip book? I actually think this is something that's been developed from childhood. I do think this is like the third iteration of mm-hmm. his school survival guide. Yeah. This isn't the first. Because it feels way too developed to do over one summer. Um, all right, so Cookie. <laughs> Academics. Is he a smart nerd or a dumb nerd? Um, he strikes me as a smart nerd. Yeah, I feel like he, it just comes naturally to him. Yeah. Academics. And I he's feel like, like a genius hacker. Yes. So that's, uh, a, it, that's an A. Can he cheat on his tests with the glasses? I think he can, but I don't think he would. Would okay. He Doesn't need to. Socially, uh, uh, boy, I feel like my first instinct is to say he's lower on the social circuit than Ned. But Lisa Zemo acknowledges Cookie. She knows who he is, mm-hmm. and he was like, he was waving around to folks in his coat, like, "Hey, how's it going?" It didn't warrant any bullying <laughs> at all. It didn't. After his coat fused to his body and he gained a third layer. It's like if you cut Cookie open, um, you can see, you know, you know, like with a tree, you can see the different lines, like the different layers to see, see how old it is. Yeah. You can see like, oh, like Cookie, like every five years, Cookie gets a, an, an additional layer. <laughs> right. So like, oh, like Cookie's first five years was like when he was a human. And then his next five was like, oh, that's all the steel and robot from him being, a, you know. <laughs> morphed by a set of glasses and then oh and now he's pure feather and cotton yeah so uh socially where are you thinking like c so, plus I, he has yeah, a date i'm thinking c plus because he's not popular or well known no people know him people don't bully him and lisa zemo has a crush on him and mm-hmm. in middle school that is a good social yeah he has a date yeah he has a date he has a, a date. date c plus um power with those glasses he can do anything but he has not mastered control of the power. He hasn't. His power literally short-circuited on him. 
Yeah. It's useful, but it has consequences. It does. So he has to figure out how to hone those in. I'm feeling a B plus. Me too. And lastly, stamina. A solid D. <laughs> he could he, not stop. He was passed out tied to a locker in that first segment. He allowed the puffy coat to deplete him all while screaming about the virtues of the guide. <laughs> Moe's. So she's interesting to me. She's yeah. was thriving in Woodshop Red. That's the only class we really see her in, but she's thriving in Woodshop. I, th- I don't think she'd be as smart as Cookie, but I think she would be an A minus B plus student. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt and say A minus because we only saw her acting intelligently in Woodshop. Yeah. You know, drilling the hole in her teacher's hand immediately, mm-hmm. kind of asserting that dominance, mm-hmm. building yes. a wooden locker. Socially, I think she has a lot to grow. She does, but people people don't know her by her nickname. No. Yeah, that's true. That says yeah, a lot. Scene early on where uh, a friend is like brought in in passing and she calls Mose Jennifer after Mose has been introduced as Mose. As Mose. Yeah. Which I thought oh, was yeah. a clever way of establishing that Mose is a nickname without like mm-hmm. saying it through exposition. Yes. So, so like her social status, I think we'll see it go up over time, but like that's her arc, right? That's what, what we're going to see more of, at least in this first season. I, I think she's maybe at like a D to be entirely honest. For social status lower than Ned and Cookie, she actively like scares people away. Oh, but then again, like the woodshop no, boys like her, the locker, yeah. People know her casually. She has like casual friends that yeah. are, I would say, B minus, honestly. B minus, yeah. Like one, I'm looking, I'm looking at what else we gave him, yeah. Um, how much power does she have? Power tools with Susie Crabgrass, but not enough to beat her. No. She has power tools. <laughs> like, she's that going yeah, for her. Um, like a B, maybe? I was thinking B, exactly. Yeah. And stamina. What does this mean for her, for Moe's? She had the stamina to keep going up against Susie Crabgrass. Kept making new lockers. She snuck into heaven, stuck she- it in a her backpack, put it in her locker expertly manipulated uh ned and cookies exhausting games Mm -hmm. i'd say actually an a this is pretty solid yeah cool maneuvering she is yeah that's i think that last point you made is fantastic she did she actively knew what cookie and mo's were uh cookie and ned were gonna do and then played them um okay so this is where we're at. I will try to make like a fun graphic to, to post these each week. Um, I'll see what I can do this week. And then uh, I do want it to be kind of a regularly updated thing. And lastly, Ren, um, starting, starting with a fresh Excel sheet, <laughs> you and I are going to rate this episode. This was a pretty great pilot, all things considered. Yes, it- I, I agree intelligently written information was conveyed in a manner that was not expository that was funny Mm -hmm. that was very natural we got the sense that these characters actually have known each other for years and the way they spoke to each other actually reflected that there weren't any instances of like ned being like oh mose we've known each other for like 10 years and your name is jennifer like everything was handled very organically the two segments actually connected I mean, mm-hmm. in like the context of the full episode, 
first day is set up for lockers as payoff. And it was just yeah. nice, like a fair <laughs> amount of world building early on. It gets me excited for the rest of the show. And I like, genuinely like the characters. Because we met the big three. We met Ned, Moe's, Cookie. We met the bully who was unnamed. Uh, we met three teachers, right? Four teachers. Uh, five teachers, actually. We met uh, Cross... Uh, was it Chopsaw, Chopsaw uh, Monroe, Monroe Sweeney, Sweeney Dig- uh, Durgis? No, Durb. Durgin. Durga. Durga. I keep on, I keep on combining her name with the one in um, High School Musical for some reason. So, yeah, no, and the characters are a highlight of the show. So really well realized. Mm-hmm. I think exciting to see where it goes. High energy so funny great sense of style and editing mm-hmm. it feels it feels fresh and it's from the early 2000s i know it reminds me of scrubs a lot too with how it handles humor mm-hmm. it like leans into randomness but grounded enough where it never is yes. the narrative or the character and both shows have over the top janitors yeah um what are you thinking on a scale of one to ten for the first day slash lockers episode I'm thinking an eight. It was a pretty yeah. great start. I really don't have much complaints. It's just solid opening. Excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to, it's it stinks. I'm going to struggle, I think, Ren, as we watch this show for to pull things I didn't like <laughs> about it. I think I'm really going to struggle to do that. Um, so that's something that I'm going to try to work on is pull things, not things that I didn't necessarily didn't like, but offer some, some critical, yes, some, some more critique towards it. Um, cause there is the, definitely an element of nostalgia yeah. that, that falls over me. I'm going to go with the 7.5. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think it was a really strong pilot. A 7.5 is not a, a bad rating at all. No, not at I, all. Yeah. I, I, I think that the show is going to take off. And I'm excited to see where it goes. So I want to give kind of a more neutral, neutral yeah, a, a more like middle but still high rating to, to start with. I get what you're saying. So uh, that is my rating. And with that, Ren, uh, this has been great. Uh, talking about Ned Z Classified. Right? feels so good. It does. It, mm-hmm. It's refre- like, Again, it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. I feel it's like I'm fantastic. drinking cool glass of water after a long day mm-hmm. um and so we just gave our ratings uh we would love to know what you the audience uh think of the episode so we will post a google form uh, let's uh, i'll try to post it like regularly on tuesdays let's do that yeah. okay. post it on tuesday and then uh any ratings or comments that you want to be put in there we're not, not going to read all the comments we'll sift through them and then see if there's any, any that are, are worth sharing or any that we want to highlight um and you, we just asked that you probably get those in by like Sunday around like noon, probably. So uh-huh. we can do that. Um, but otherwise, you can do that, and then we'll make sure to to share some stuff. So, uh, anything else, Ren? No, I feel done. We're good. I, this has been a, definitely a longer podcast. I think a lot of groundwork for us to lay in our yeah. first episode but i'm so excited to see where this goes and um ready to to watch what is it 50 plus episodes of netsy classified i think it's exactly 52 fantastic one for each week 
So, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. We have a link tree, so everything will be there. Our YouTube page isn't up yet, but uh, again, that'll be something I'm working on this week because I have some, some more time to get everything updated. And uh, otherwise, take care, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the weasel under the sea dance. Take care, everyone. Bye. Good night. These are the the wiggle uh, the wiggles. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. These are the we're the wiggle we're the woggles. No, I'm not trying to say we're the woggles. <laughs> we're basically the modern day wiggles. We're the wiggles of podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single thing about the wiggles. I You're gotta the be pirate honest. One. Well, he's like an off. He's a, a spinoff. He uh, he's not one of the wiggles. I don't think. But he's like a part of the gang because. He isn't, though, because it's, like, there's four Wiggles, and then, like, he's a guest sometimes. It's like, you know how Batman has Robin and Nightwing and Batgirl? The pirate is, like, Superman. Okay. Yeah. So, eventually, we get, like, a... Captain Feathersword. Captain Feathersword versus Red Wiggle. Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice, yeah. The build-up. The only singular film build-up to Justice League. Um...